Yo, 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 what's good, world? It's your boy Rob Geo. Real talk, real views, episode 45. Y'all been with us for a minute. Nigga, I'm talking episodes, man. 45 episodes, Joe. Man, I'm starting, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm debating, Joe. When do I want to get season two? You know, started where I could say, okay, this episode is season two. <laughs> Let me know when the start of season two is. But I was thinking maybe I should wait till. Normally, I mean, normally it kind of goes by episode. So after the 20th episode or whatever, 25th, kind of switch. But. Like a Netflix series. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. I thought it'd be different podcasts. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that shit later, man. Yeah, but but that's TV shows. Yeah. Yeah, man. But um, everybody, I hope y'all having a great weekend. Me and Joe, we were talking before we got on. And we have some very, very, very good content uh, for tonight. But uh, first and foremost, me and Joe, we were, gonna, we were talking about the um, – first we were talking about uh, uh, fear. But Joe said it's not fear. It's more like just basically if somebody that I know – I don't know if he's gonna hear this episode, but if he does, he can he can talk to me. Uh, who wants to basically elevate himself and his family to get up to the next level? And my and mind you, he's not the only person that I know that have done this. You know, where they sought out advice, mm-hmm. they, the person that they asked the advice to, believe it or not, they've been preparing themselves, waiting to be a vessel and be somebody that can give good authentic advice and not from a place where they want something in return. That's usually the best advice. That's usually when you get your ears ready to listen because you want to be receptive to that wisdom that this person is about to give you because they've already been through it. You know, like they just really legitimately want to see you win. <laughs> so anyway, um, homeboy of mine, he's basically telling me, yo, I'm tired of making this whack-ass money that I'm making at this job at the bank. I'm like, all right, dog. Like, yo, what are you going to do? Here's something that I did. I got tired of being under that, yo, let me get a job. Let me get a job. I'm like, fuck it. Let me get my CDL. I get my CDL. I'm at minimum making $50,000 a year. That's way better than working at a warehouse. That's way better than picking at fucking um, Amazon. Better than working at a grocery store. That literally puts you in a position where you can at least have your own place, Joe. A one-bedroom apartment, a fucking, you know, maybe a house to rent. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was trying to tell. This but then, but then doesn't that, cha- but doesn't that, ch- but doesn't that challenge you? And basically, saying of that person still has a job because you got to look at it, right? You're working. You're work. You're doing the whole truck thing, right? Yeah, you're in a truck. You're in. You got your CDL. You have your. You have your truck. You're driving your truck around. Are you? Are you owning that truck? Are you starting your own distribution? I was. Is that, is that what what we're talking about, or is it just yeah, yeah on, that's with you and long term? No, saying that's the, so. You're talking about getting your own distribution, pretty much. Okay. okay it's okay. your experience because so you're, so you're doing the stepping stone. That's what that's what I'm doing. And me and this guy, we talked about that, and we were potentially about to be business partners because I showed him a light that he couldn't create for himself for him to see. You know, that's that's the thing. I learned a long time ago. Sometimes as a man. You got to brush your ego aside and listen to another man who might have a little bit more fruit on the tree or like there's literally some people in your circle that have literally gone through the same shit that you got that you've already gone through and they already know 
Like, yo, yo, like there's somebody in your circle. He already has a kid. So guess what? If you need some help on, yo, I'm about to have a kid on the way or jit. Let me let me talk to my let me talk to my man right here. He he might, yo. What did you do to put your kid to sleep? Oh, I walked around. Oh, you walked around? Yeah, man. I made sure all the lights were shut off. You you know I'm gonna listen to that because I've never done it before. <laughs> I've never done it before, and this person actually gives a fuck about me. Let me be receptive and let me listen. Let my spirit just sink in, so I can get it. You know what I'm saying? But um, anyway though, just to get off of this. Course, he told me that he was he met with the, the instructor. They said, hey, you can start school literally the next two weeks. He was about to do it. But what I think he did, he went to go talk to his pregnant girlfriend about it. And she was like, no, we're not about to do this. Because basically, when you drop and you go to CDL school, Joe, you got no money coming in. Instead, you're racking up debt because you're going to school. You probably got finance because nobody has the money to just give them all the cash offhand. You're looking at $10,000. But a $10,000 investment that could make you $50,000 is better than going to college where you're paying over 100 grand a year. In some situations, in my case, because I did out of state, you know, paying over 100 grand a year. And then your ROI is negative. Your ROI is you're sinking in the water. Nobody has picked me up. Nobody hasn't even thrown a pebble underneath the um, water for me to find. For the, for the people, for the people that don't know what ROI is, return that is on investment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, return on investment. Yeah, my bad. Return on investment. Just want to make. Sure. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. So I, I yeah. so I'd be negative, but yeah. like I said, Joe, ain't nobody throw a rock down in the water. I can't see nothing. I can't even see the sunrise. <laughs> That's how deep I am. <laughs> you're ridiculous. You're I'm freezing underneath the water. Freezing. I haven't felt warmth in years. <laughs> I think I went down there with a coat on, and I think the coat's gone. <laughs> ridiculous. I think a shark ripped it off me. <laughs> Yo, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but but all right. Let's for for like for a few minutes here. Let's let's get a little serious here. All right, let's understand this. Right. Um, the person that you're talking about, me and you both know who it is, obviously, mm-hmm. but we're gonna keep their name anonymous. But his situation is a very very interesting situation because. Obviously, he ha- he got his girlfriend pregnant, and she's four months along, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. probably four months along. And he's he he found out, you know, a month ago, and now he's looking to be in a better financial suit in a financial a better financial state, or looking to have a better income coming in because he's about to have a child. So. He's looking for different ways, different revenue streams, different things of that nature, whatever the case may be. And you brought this to his attention of the transportation industry and the distribution industry because, you know, obviously driving a truck, transportation, what's in the truck and what's in those those containers, distribution. So you're telling him at the end of the day, like, look, in the long run, you can make more money and be and have a better financial if you're in here because having the having a truck or having your own truck or having your own distribution in the long run because that's what you're wanting to do 
and also starting your first job there is making way more money than what you're initially making at your current job right now, which is true. So the only thing about it and the only thing that will be difficult is not having any income coming in for those time periods of that class. Now, it's going to be difficult because not only are you unable to pay off whatever bills you have, but your girl, your girl also has to pay her bills and yours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That is difficult. He has plus you have plus plus you have to save for the baby that is coming in. It's another thing, and on top of that, the training. We don't know how that training is going to go, but we know sometimes when you do train, they take you out of state. And for a month or two, you'll be out of state. So in that time frame, before the nine months probably even came, before he finally sees that that money, it's going to be too late. No. Um, because the baby's here. And you know, and you know how every girl is. You need to be there. Well, for some girls, I can't speak for all. But I know for me, I would want to be there if my girl had her and she was pregnant and see my first firstborn child. I'd want to be there and she's going to want you to be there. So if you're stuck at your job and unable to be there at your, the birth of your child, that's going to be a difficult situation. And the relationship may tarnish or have some kind of difficulties throughout that whole process. And, you, and even could lead up to... to a tragedy as far as you guys not being together because of the whole distance and the whole situation, financial, financial, the financial stability, which is not stable. Yeah, you got, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a constant thing that could go wrong with those things. I feel like for him, he made, he knows what it is, but right now he's unable to do it due to the fact that he's having a child on the way. So he's unable to do it. Doesn't mean he doesn't want to do it. Doesn't mean that the girlfriend doesn't want him to do it. It's just right now, the time frame does not allow him to do that. To that, you say what? To that, I said, he still has to do it. I learned from like some success. Why? Why? <laughs> why? Why? I, learned... I just told you everything. Like, why? Why Why you think here's, that? Here's why I think that. You know this firsthand because you were you were here when, when my daughter was... Kind of like not 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 born, but maybe a couple months after three three two months, whatever I think that time frame was. But you saw how hard it was to basically go to work. Remember, we had to get up at six in the morning to drop her off to to the woman that was gonna watch her. <laughs> what the hell? That shit was difficult. Not only that, coming back home because it's 50-50 chance your girl gets the kid asleep by the time you get back and most of the times they don't. <laughs> They're waiting for you to come because they need a mental break because they gave up. They tapped out. You know what I mean? So here I am. You see, but ultimately well, we, this is going to continue off what we were saying, Joe, last week. A man's mentality. A man's mentality. You have to have financial stability established before you have a child. And to be honest with you, I wish I was a little bit more educated about that. When you're I was not, you're not lying, right? You're not lying. You make, you make valid points. That's a valid point. Yeah. 
But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the current situation that he is in right now. We cannot, we cannot go to the past. We got to yes, do with what he has right now. What is, what is the best solution for him currently right now, even though he's dealing with what he's dealing with right now? What's the, what is the best situation for him? All right. The best, the, what I feel like if I was him, what I would do, I would still, I would, I would go to the school. I would go to the school. If you want money that bad, you may have to work a weekend job. There were some people so, that were doing that. You so know let I mean? me ask you this. So let me ask you this. What about what about his car note, car insurance, cell phone, and all these different things? You know, just just the typical the typical bills that he runs through. What what about the typical bills that he has on a regular? Because after, I think after like three, uh, maybe three months, you'll have to sacrifice. After, after three months, your car getting repo. After two months of not paying your insurance, your insurance get canceled. After a month or two of not paying your bill, your phone bill, your phone gets canceled. Now he has no communication. No, no, no. I hear you. But like I said, he's going to have to sacrifice some sleep. You could work something overnight. You're just going to have to, you have to be zooted by the time you get to school. <laughs> so, so pretty much, so pretty, okay. So how, so the class, so you would have to find something in the morning and then work in the evening. Is that what yeah. you're saying? There's ways around it. You just have to, because look, Ultimately, okay. what he's doing is he's betting on himself and he's about to get a return on investment because they already got jobs lined up for him once he gets done. For me, it took me seven weeks. Some people, it took them four weeks. Some people, it takes them three weeks. It just depends on how fast you learn. You're so, basically betting on yourself. You're betting so, on yourself. Okay, so let me ask you a question since you have experience with this. So all classes pertaining to the CDL, is all morning classes? Is there anything in the afternoon, evening for for people that may work in the morning? There might there might be, but you have to do a lot of homework to find out. Like me, I had to choose between two programs. One starts at six in the morning, the other one started at seven in the morning, and it got done at six in the afternoon. And the one that started at six got done at four o'clock in the afternoon. But the one that started at seven, the one that I ended up going to, Roadmasters. They taught me everything. Like, I learned way more. And then the people that went to the other school, Apex, apparently they don't even learn how to do logbooks and shit. So I got a little bit more educated uh, by going to Roadmasters. And that one was 7 in the morning. So if I got off at 6, if I wanted a night job, that, you know, it's my situation. If you don't have a kid and you're not living with your girl, from, from basically 7 or 8, you could basically work from, like, 8 to 3 or 8 to 4, however you want to do it. But like I said, you want you're gonna sacrifice some sleep if you still want to have this money because I tell you what you can't get it you can't have it both you know you <laughs> it's either you give that shit a hundred percent and then you know Joe you're gonna get a return on your investment or you still work while you're doing it but I promise you it's gonna be hard to stay up because uh, I was watching this chick do it she got hurt she couldn't she couldn't do well on her her exams because she was working at Amazon while she was doing that. And everybody was like, hey, you're going to have to quit. Because literally on her, her computer training, she was just like doing this, doing this. And the teacher was like, yo, <laughs> why are you not awake? But what I'm basically trying to say is that if you want your situation to fucking change and you're tired of complaining about it, you're going to have to jump. Like basically what I was telling you earlier, you got to jump. I was scared when I did this. Yo, when the lady, this is this is literally how it but was. You had a support, but, but, but you had a support system. And your wife that mm -hmm. helped you throughout your bills. 
you you are right mm -hmm. about that definitely that's why we say hey joe that's why we got to do a better job on educating our men if you're going to have a baby you need to be financially stable you have to, you you can't just say yo it feels good you got to think about everything that comes with that you can't tell me it just feels good or did you have a plan be smart niggas be smart niggas <laughs> be smart be, you know am i am i am i am i way men be smart mm -hmm. the pussy is good it's great it's fabulous it's one of a kind what it does what it does it does it, it has no other magic beyond behind anything else but guess what there's something at the end of that tunnel. Mm -hmm. It's called the child. Yeah. And whether you don't have the money for it or not, it's coming out regardless. And that's the reality of, of the situation. Mm -hmm. So you guys have to realize that if you're not financially stable or you're not mentally prepared or you're not physically prepared or you're not spiritually connected, you are unable to master or take care of that child. You need to be in a situation that allows you to take care of your child. You have to be in the right mind, the right space, the right financial part. Because let's be real, having five hundred to a thousand dollars every two weeks is not gonna cut it. I'm just gonna keep it real. If you're making two thousand dollars, if you're making two thousand dollars a month, two thousand dollars, you know, that's not gonna cut it. Nope. Let's just keep it real. Two thousand dollars a month ain't gonna cut it. And you're I have to get some more. Yeah. And so you're I gotta have to find some way to get some more money. Exactly. And I got to continue off of what some of you were saying, Joe, like you, you can find something local. I ended up finding something local. When you're in school, they know that you're too lazy and you're not going to go do your homework. So they're telling you all this shit and they're thinking, okay, we got this guy. He's not going to think for himself. So we're going to keep thinking for him. But no, 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 no. I was like, hold on, though. there gotta be something local. There gotta be something I could do. Um, they're telling you, you, you know, for you to be a successful truck driver, you have to, you gotta go over the road first. You gotta be a slave pretty much going over the road, making about $900, $800, maybe a thousand. Because you hear, you hear those things. Those are what everyone typically is doing. They're going through that route that everyone is known for hearing. No one has heard of not being able to go through that route. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of. It's a lot of. It's a lot of ways. Like everyone, like you gotta understand. Everyone knows. It's similar to like the pros. Everyone knows the people that get drafted out of college, first rounders. That's that's the that's the typical shit. That's the typical thing everybody knows. But they don't know about the undrafted. Mm -hmm. They don't know about the, the G League. They don't know about getting cut three four times from the team and then finally going pro and finally make it. You know they don't know about that route. But that route. It's just as difficult as the route of getting drafted, wow. if not harder. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to keep faith. You got to keep believing. You got to keep finding different ways to make it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Yo, you're right. Um, what I, you know, like I was saying, I remember when I was up there in California when they had me out in Fontana, and I, and I remember talking to you, and I said, "Yo, bro, I found a local job." But the problem was I didn't have three months of experience driving. I could have got that three months of experience anywhere and I could have had me a job that paid me 76,040 a year. And that was with JB Hunt. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like it's out there. You gotta go do your homework. And I told him, I was like, go do your homework. Look to see if there's something local in Florida. And my wife already found jobs already. Like, dog, she found like seven jobs to pay 1300 dollars But I already told you there was a job that he could have worked for. And they wouldn't even, all you had to have is your CDL. And off bat, you're making like 60 grand. 
And I told you about that. I was trying. Then I tried to. I know I tried to tell you about it. About a company. Yeah. Yeah. It's a private company. It's a private company that's in Miami, and that's what they do pretty much. All you need, and you know Miami, they, hey, you, when it comes to forklift, when it comes to CDLs, if you got your license, that's all they care about. They don't care about your experience. All they care about is do you have it? Can you bring it from A to B? Kansas, they're more strict about it. They want, they want, they want stuff like that. But no, I no because that's the thing. The thing about the thing about the thing about that with him is he he keeps everything to himself. You gotta understand. I've been out here. I'm not gonna say like I'm not gonna say I know the streets of Miami because there's still some parts I don't know. But yo, I I was before I went back into school. I was in the workforce. You gotta remember. I know you remember that. I was working my ass off in Miami. I was doing what I had to do in Miami for a while, and I was working and I was in warehouses and all that stuff before I even went to school. So I've been through that. So I know. And there's different jobs and different things. Yeah, they gonna ask you, oh, do you have this? They gonna ask you for six months, three months, no experience, but the pay is sixty five and up. That's but, not that's not bad. But when you're but when but when you're trying to get to that that you know that higher pedigree, you know they're gonna act, they're gonna look to see where you've been, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Miami Miami is always a shortcut. There's always a shortcut. There's always a little gray area that you could fence through. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, there's there's like I said, there's this private company that I that I um that I used to work at a warehouse. Um, I forgot the name of the company to be honest. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. I'm trying to think of it. Anyways, they did like pastries and stuff like that, yeah. and they're Jewish people, and they pretty much make. They pretty much have their own thing. They sell flour, sugar. Mm-hmm. brown sugar all these different things all these different mixtures because they do pastries and stuff like that and they pretty much go and deliver to jacksonville they deliver to orlando they deliver to tampa and they deliver only in florida only in florida they don't deliver outside of florida they don't deliver in georgia only in florida and those truck drivers make 65 to 70k every year I'm, tell, I'm telling you, it's out. and they and they were telling me when I used to work there. They were telling me to get my CDL, but you know me, I'm like what 22, 23 at the time, twenty three, twenty three, twenty four, twenty three at the time probably, telling me to go drive that big ass truck. That by that by little eyes, I'm too scared, dog. I'm about to go do that. I barely knew how to drive a forklift. I was not about to go drive a truck. You know what I'm saying? I ain't know nothing about that no truck like that. I was like about that. I'm gonna do it. But you you see these guys and they they would come home the same day. They would do that every day. They were off on weekends, Monday through Friday. All they had to do was come in early, come in early in the morning, leave. If they're going to Jacksonville, you got you get to sleep overnight, but you have to be there before the morning. That was their only thing. Cause they will have the, the certain truck drivers. We'll go to Jack. Certain truck drivers go to Jacksonville. Certain will go to Orlando. Certain will go to Tampa. You know, mm-hmm. those were those were wherever they had those deliveries for those people, and that's where they would send them to. And the, and the thing about it, that Jewish company only sold to Jewish, um, uh, Jewish pastry places 
that were in those cities. So that's another thing. That's another thing with Jewish people. They keep it. They keep the money within the Jewish family, which is crazy. Yeah. And that's how and that's how those guys stay. That's how those people stay. But that's another topic for another day. That was my other topic I was going to tell you about. I just remembered about that. Oh, yeah. No, that was another thing. But What's that's that's one thing. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Later. Yeah, but that's, that's what and that's what they do. And the thing about it in Tampa, there would be like maybe maybe about 20 comp- 20 businesses over there in Tampa. Maybe eight to nine businesses in Orlando and then in Jacksonville, there'd be about 15 to 26 stops over there. And that's what they would do. Right. That's how they make their money. That shit is crazy. And, and just listening to you, like, that shit is out there. Like, when you're searching for the light, if you already, before, before even searching for the light, Joe, if you already say to yourself, I'm going to find the light, it's so funny how you end up finding the light. And, and but, but the thing is, if you if you're already if you're unsure in the beginning, you're like, I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to always be. I don't know. You'll never see the light. Fuck. You won't even see the little goddamn crack of the damn door. If you, if you, if you think that damn negative, you know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> like you literally have to. You have there's, to make, no, there's no light for that. Yeah. You have to make a decision in the beginning that I'm going to win. You make that decision in the beginning. I'm going to win. I don't give a fuck what's coming in the way. I gotta get this shit. I, gotta I mean, but that's but but that situation, man. That's that's a very interesting situation. I think Junior is hand. I think. I, I, <laughs> that lick. That's that damn lick. Hey. I think hey. he's handling. I think I think he's handling it the best way he's possible. Uh-huh. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's I think so, he's handling the best way. But you know, but what I'm just basically trying to say out here to all my viewers, you know, and this is why you guys gotta keep following real talk reviews. We really talk about some real ass shit, and I know some of you might be my homeboy that that I'm talking about right now. Like you got somebody who really loves you, really cares about you. You go to them for advice, but yet you always keep fucking doing the opposite. And then you don't, and you keep fucking saying to yourself, why the fuck is my life still where it's at? But somebody, the good wisdom was already given to you, but you keep fucking ignoring it. And then you want to blame everything else, but you for your fucking circumstance and where the fuck you are. You have to literally take personal accountability, man. Like, listen to people. You got two ears for a reason. You got two ears for a reason. Don't just hear, y'all. Let's get the hear out and let's listen. Let it digest. Let it seep into your spirit. Because when it seeps into your spirit, now the next fucking person that needs to hear that, now you're going to be the messenger. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's how deep that shit is. That's how deep that shit is. Everything that I learn from somebody, I usually try to tell my brother about it or my sister about it because I'm not trying to be selfish because somebody gave me a message. They're like, yo, you make sure you pass that message to your to somebody you love. Oh shit, let me tell my brother about this. Let me tell my sister about this. Let me tell my friend about this. Like, that's how deep it is. And when people just let it go one out the other, you're being, you're, you're being selfish. <laughs> The, per- the person yeah. was selfless, and here you are being, you're like, man, fuck it. I'm, man, they don't know what they're fucking talking about. What the fuck? That shit is coming from a, from a loving place, yo. That's coming from a loving place, man. Like, if, if I already had kids, and I know what the fuck it was like, and you're somebody in my family, and I'm telling you, yo, before this kid come, you got to have this together, this together, that together, this together, and you're like, uh, man, no, I'll be all right, man. I got a plan for this. You really do have a plan for this, huh? 
<laughs> you really got a plan for this? All right, all right, all right. Do your fucking thing. But you know, just for my viewers out there, what I'm make, what I'm make, basically trying to say is sometimes we ask the world for answers and then we get it. But what we try to do is say, nah, that can't be the right answer. Now we 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 asked for something, we got the answer, but now we want to fight the answer. We have to get out of that fucking mode. We have to realize, okay, that's the answer. Let me not fight it. And let me just let me just do what I need to do. Let me quit fighting it. Like if somebody say, like if somebody says, yo, you are really good at this. You really need to do this. Yo, you Robin, you should get in front of the camera more. Have you noticed your views? Your views are picking up. People like to see your face on the camera for some reason. When I noticed that shit on my TikTok account, I'm like, well shit. I gotta get my face on the camera more because whenever I was posting just audio of me talking and no one saw my face for whatever reason, people weren't listening. But I'm like, I want, I want more of the message to come across, Joe. Apparently, I'm not too bad on camera. Joe, can you believe that, Joe? And I'm scared of that they, shit. They, they, they want a name to face. <laughs> that's what it is. But, and that's exactly what I'm trying to say. You cannot be scared. You have to be confident throughout the whole thing. But enough about this. The next, the next topic that uh, me and Joe we were we were saying we were gonna touch on, the lack of black coaches in the NFL. We just saw all of the hirings. The only one minority that they got was the guy who was the defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. I don't remember that guy's name, but I don't understand how the NFL just continues to do this and. That's one of the reasons why I'm like, yo, Joe, I would love to have my own team just so I could just be saying, yo, I'm, I'm a fucking owner, I'm black, because you guys are not having diversity. You guys have – the NFL is – This is very interesting. Black. It's just very interesting to see because if you see how many players are black or minorities, it's, damn, it's more than – it's three-fourths of the league. Like, let's be real. Obviously, these players can play. These players could ball. These players know what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, so let's let's keep that one hundred, right? So obviously, if these players could play, let's be real. There are some guys that know how to how the hell to construct and build teams and know what players to put and what players and what people to put them in certain offenses and certain strategic plans in certain ways in order for them to be successful, whether it's offensively, defensively, or special teams. You got to understand that it is not only Caucasians that can do this. These are not only the people that, minorities that can do this. We're not just advocating only for black coaches. Let's just keep that 100. I want a lot of people to understand that. Like, I'm not only advocating for black coaches. I'm advocating for minority coaches. I'm advocating for minority business orders. I'm advocating for minority managers. I'm advocating for, minor, for minority any anything in in those situations, we're more we're more prone to be like, oh, let's get let's get ladies there and, and, and things of that nature. Like, let's get women into into the NFL game or into the NFL sport, which is perfectly fine and perfectly great. But let's be real, you guys rather have a white woman before you would have a minority. Oh, a you minority. saw that, too, right? You saw and that. Let's just keep that real. Mm -hmm. Let's just keep that a buck. Yeah. Let's, let's just keep that a buck. If y'all go put a woman in, she's going to be a white woman. She's not that wanted. You know, and there's plenty, and I'm telling you, there are plenty of African-American minority women type of coaches. There's plenty of those 
out there. There's plenty of those out there. But let's let's keep let's keep it on topic right here. Let's keep it there. How can we better this? There's no possible way but saying this is. I gotta breathe first before I say this because this might be a little offensive. We gotta get rid of these owners. Yep. <laughs> Either get rid of the owners, find new sellers to sell them to that that have an objective mind. Because it doesn't make no sense that seventy five percent over ninety something percent is white. That's looking over. Yep. Management. We're ba- pretty much, and this is what it is. To be honest, to me, this is what it looks like. It's work just on a multi-million-dollar scale. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's not like, like, where I used to work at at a at the at at Don and Company, Don and Company, Don and Edwards and um, and Company is a is a warehouse. That's where I used to work at. I used to work there. Used to operate fort lifts and things of that nature. And if you go and you look, you will see the whole working staff. Damn near the whole working staff. We're all minorities. One white, but the rest of us are minorities. One white. You go to manage. You go to our super no well, you go to our supervisors. All minorities. But a tough dollar starting to look a little different. <laughs> White. White. But why is there so many minority minority people working? Yeah. See the concept of the of a lot of individuals and a lot of these of these guys is is this right? You have to have this mental this mental makeup and this mental mentality of understanding like, listen, I could be an athlete, like right, like be a running back, I could be a wide receiver, I could be O line, I could be a D line, I could be a receiver, I could be a corner, whatever, whatever position you want to play in the NFL, you could be it because it takes a physical specimen to do that. In your mind, you already have that mentality of I'm gonna get to that spot. Why not say I'm going to get to that ownership? Why not say I'm going to get to that management? Why not say I'm going to be, be that accountant? Why not say I'm going to be that marketing? Say those things. Uh-huh. Those, are just, those are equal opportunities, equal ways of getting to the same position. You have to change that mental make. Know so much about this or be very talented at this, but not have the intellect to go out there and handle it. Uh, Accounts receivable, Excel spreadsheets, uh-huh. management, communication, talking with people, dealing with other dealing with other owners. Why not have that mental makeup for us minorities? I feel like sometimes there's other, there's there's some of us that don't that do not want to reach that because we're so focused on playing the game and being stars, being recognized for our talents more so, more so than our minds, than our mental makeup. You gotta understand that we can be owners, we can be managers, we can be these things. Sometimes we are undercut by these white folks, or we are undercut by some of these other individual 
people do, that do not want to. And that right there is very, it's very hard to overcome. But there are some folks and some people that don't even want to be in that position. Why not? Why be the star wide receiver where you could be the star owner? Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't, you don't see, you don't see a better, a better, a better makeup of that. You don't have to ram heads with somebody for millions. Instead, you're ram, you're you're ramming and you're going head to head, having discussions with millions, talking about how can I invest this and invest that to make more millions, rather than yo, I'm gonna see you on the field next Sunday. For millions, <laughs> killing ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, yeah. spiritually on the field for what? Yeah. You know, our mental makeup, our mind, our brain is so powerful that these athletes make up make this thing of, I'm gonna get on this field, I'm gonna run these laps, and I'm gonna be in the best shape of my life in order to play this game that I love so much, which is which is football. Rather than being an owner and taking over a team and changing the world for minorities and allowing minority coaches, minor, minority coaches, minority assistants, minority management, minority co-owners, minority vice presidents, just have a whole list of minorities going down that, on that team. Change the game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're going to change the game on the field with all your... But how many... But if you look to see who's the league leader in those positions and those league leaders in those things, nine out of ten times, they're black already, bro. They're black already. They don't broke the record. You just breaking another record that another black man broke. What does how does that help? Yeah, what does that help. do? Just means that they hired another higher playing. Is there any significant Yeah, it's is there no, is there a big is there a bigger significance to that? Is mm-hmm. there really? That's because why I like you broke that the all time receiving record. You yep. broke the all time rushing record. What 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 significance is really that? What is that significance? There's none. <laughs> but let you be the first owner to break that and hire all management, all supervisors, everybody in their minority, everybody in their different different all types of different races. You'll change the game there. You will. I feel like a lot of the Black Hall of Famers that are already in the hall, they haven't done enough right there. They haven't done enough right there. All of us are all Hall of Fame players, so you, you, now you make us feel subjected to just, just riding off the horse of, just riding on the horse of, oh, I'm a Hall of Famer. You gave me a gold jacket. Now I'm the man. You give me a little, you know, I'm in the ceremony. I'm in Canton, Ohio. My, my name's in history, but I'm not no owner. I'm not no owner. Like, 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 for, like, for instance, my, like, I have no, I have no, I have no percentages over the, over the team. I have no percentage. I have no, I have nothing. All you have is just, is just, is when you go to a bar and somebody sees you, they going to give you, they, you might get some free food, but what else? <laughs> and nothing. that's, and that's it. You think about it. Like, first of all, this man should get way more recognition. This man named Fitz Pollard. Apparently, he was the very first black 
coach in the NFL. He was the very first. And then a man named Kenny Washington was the first guy to get drafted in the NFL by the Rams in 1949. And then from that point on, now they, they, they kept on drafting black uh, players. But the thing is, when that happened, like, we should, we, we should have, we should, they should have, the thing is, I feel, it's not these guys' fault, but the guys that were getting drafted, some of them should have said, dog, you know what? I want to be a head coach. Instead of just thinking, no, 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 I was only meant to be a player. With this opportunity, let me just run with this opportunity. Instead of creating another opportunity, saying, you know what? Let me fucking go upstairs and let, let me, me open up this door. Let me, let me, let me challenge you here, right? Mm -hmm. This is this is this is this is a very interesting thing, because you say with these players back then, right? Yeah. Um, they got they finally got put on, and they're fine, and they're finally players in the NFL, and they're finally living the dream that they wanted to live. But let's understand, 1940, 1950, 1960s, early 60s. What was going on back then? Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Racism was horrible, man. We colored bathrooms. We couldn't go in. All Racism was at its highest, highest and finest. So that was never going to happen. That part that you're saying right there, they, those, those, that was not gonna happen. Why, folks? Then, and if that, and if that were going to happen, the person that's in that in that chair in that position would have got killed. You seen what they did to Martin Luther King? You seen what they did to Malcolm X? Yeah. Let's just keep it real. Any black person that was looking to make change back then, you were either don't make the change or get killed trying to do it. Some people really risk it. Yeah. Some people did it. You're right, Joe. You you gotta you gotta you gotta point, man. You know, and that's you know why I gotta credit LeBron James because he's like, yo, I want to be an owner. Somebody who's that high, superstar, he's already thinking about the next mountaintop. Like I I can't just only he needs to be an owner. He wants to be an owner. He wants yeah, to be LeBron. No, LeBron needs to be an owner. And what he needs to be an owner for, he needs to be an owner for his own franchise. Have the own, the, whatever franchise that they decide to bring in, he needs to buy it, contribute to it, and, and, and be that, that, that helm. Mm -hmm. Be the all-time high part of the, of the Hornets. LeBron needs to own the whole fucking team and then go from there. Yeah, fuck this. Oh, uh, I own 2% three. No, no, no. We need more black faces. We need more Hispanic faces. We need more Indian faces. We need more Korean faces. Like, you know, like we just get tired of seeing the same more, white man face. More minorities. More minorities. Shit, like for real, man. Like, yo, it's it's it, it, it's it's same just white man. Hey. It's just mm -hmm. fucking getting old. And let's think about the guys right now, Joe. Anthony Flynn, he gets fired. The Chargers coach. The guys were not playing hard for the guy. They and he was such a cool guy. Just why don't these players play hard for him? Is it really him, or maybe they just don't want to play hard for him? I, I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I don't know, dog. Some of these players, dog. I, I, I just. I don't mean, know. I mean, you watch, you watch. No, 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 no. If you, if you watch some of the of the losses that they had, they lost within single digits. So it's literally a play or two that dictated the game. There was one play that he had that he let the time he let the time expire way too much, and I think it was against the Bills. He let the time expire way too much, 
and they didn't have enough chance to. They didn't have. They didn't have enough time to come back and win the game. But they had a chance to win. Had he would have proper properly executed and had the time adequately enough for the team to come up with W. I, I, there's just times like that. Time ran out. Miscues. Bad bad assignments. Too many men on the field. That's just just simple things like that. Like a lot of the games that they lost were just knickknack, patty whack plays. Like one or two plays that just you know that just bothered, and and that's what happened. Which which is very understandable, and I understand why they want to. They probably wanted to go in a different direction, having a new quarterback. You know, getting away from Philip Rivers, and you finally see the gem that's in there. The Dolphins, yeah, fucked up. That made me stand up just now. Yeah, fucked up Dolphins. I told y'all to get this nigga Herbert, but you know, y'all wanted to work. That's what y'all get. Now, y'all better go get fucking Deshaun Watson. Because if y'all don't get fucking Deshaun Watson, it's going to be a fucking rap. I'm telling you, because Tua ain't going to be that answer. Y'all better give it whatever whatever Texans want. Give it. I don't give a damn what the fuck they want. Give it up. Mm-hmm. Give that yeah. shit the fuck up. Tua, he, he's give injured. Give it up. Because Deshaun Watson, he's a game changer. He is a game changer. I don't give a fuck what you say. Deshaun Watson is a game changer. Miami, whatever they ask, you give it to them. Mm -hmm. Give it to them. If y'all want to change that city, give them that. Deshaun Watson may want to go to the Jets. Nah. Y'all better be in that nigga ear every day. Talking about, yo, this is something special. You could do this. You could do that. And you got to think about it, Deshaun. I'm sorry. I just kind of transitioned over. But you you, you got to think about it, Deshaun. You want to go. You may want to go to the Jets. I'm hearing 49ers too. Miami. If you go to the 49ers, you know the teams you got to deal with over there in the 49ers? <laughs> Russell Wilson. Um, Green Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Green Bay's in. No, Green Bay's not in there. Um, Arizona. Yeah. And I'm missing one more team. I don't know why I can't seem to think of the teams. Right. The Chargers in the same, not the Chargers, Rams are in that same conference. The Rams. And the Rams. And the Rams. And the Rams. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to deal with that. And that, and those teams right there, they were all above 500 at one point. All four of those teams. At a point. All all of them, I think they all. I think all of them finished either on five hundred, or just or just above five hundred. That division right there. Tough. He needs to come to Miami. The Jet, the Jets, or Miami. He needs to come to Miami because defensively, we're sound as far as corners. We, yeah, we need to get a couple linebackers and D linemen, of course. That's fine. You can get that free agency. You bring Deshaun Watson. People are going to want to play for Deshaun Watson. Let's just keep that one. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that, that's it right there. Sure. Let's just keep that one. That's going to happen. The Jets, they don't really have a they don't really have a team yet. They don't really have, like, you know, they don't really have a squad yet. They're still missing and, and, and pieces are just in the makeup. Like, they don't really have anything. Mm-hmm. So, they don't, they don't got nobody yet. But Deshaun Watson, you come to Miami, you got a defense. I can tell you that much. Joe. You got a couple of young receivers. I can tell you that much. 
I would say, you know, just to get back on, on the topic, because you, you said what you think that they should do about the minority coach thing. I, I didn't get to say uh, mine because I, 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 you know, I, 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 shit, I just let it slip my mind. But this is a, this, you, you say that they need to get rid of the owners. I think that the black players, all of them, should not play until they fix that problem. That's just me. I think that's ultimate. I think that that's detrimental because half the damn time when we watch the wow. damn it's them that we want to watch, not the white players. Just being honest. Ultimate yeah. fucked up saying, but that is the ultimate truth. Let them all say, fuck you guys, we ain't playing. Fix this problem right fucking now. And that owner watches his fucking money in his pockets just sink. Because ain't nobody watching the fucking games. Watch. It'll be like, damn. Like, I got to give Tom Brady props. Another, another white man who extends his, his hand out to a black man, Antonio Brown, lets him in his fucking house when all, this man is having all these fucking problems off the damn field. He's the only one willing to help him. Where all the black men at? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, then that's you got true. Mark Cuban. Did you know? Yeah, the- which is, that's, 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 that's crazy. You, you, you speak volumes right there. That is, that is crazy. Tom Brady was the only person to really help out his hands. Antonio Brown. A damn shame. And then not only and, and not true. only Tom Brady, Mark Cuban, he got Delonte West clean. Figure it out. He is back talking to his mom, and Delonte West has a job at the college I think he used to he played for. It's look at him. Again, another white man. If we are a black community and we look out for each other, this has to make you sick. Come on, man. What the fuck? But that's what the black players need to do, Joe, to get to get to, to, to get these owners' attention. And then they'll be like, damn, these guys are serious. Yes, we are fucking serious. We're the ones that make you guys get those big fucking um, um, contracts with these networks because like, yo, we got to see Mahomes play. All of them, I give them all props. And I've never heard a single owner talk about the the problems with these with these p- police brutalities and all the shit that Kaepernick started. I have not ever heard a single owner say a damn thing about it because they think they're hard. I've heard Mark Cuban talk about it. I've like, dog, I used to hate Mark Cuban. I used to think Mark Cuban was a fucking stop man. You talk about respect level done changed for Mark Cuban. <laughs> changed. I don't know if you feel the same. I- I think I think I really think you know I love Pat Riley. You know I love McPherson. Uh-huh. But I think I think Mark Cuban is the best owner in the NBA right now. Yeah. I would say the same. This guy it's spent- hard. It's hard to disagree with that. It's hard to challenge Mark Cuban. Some of the things he did, the way he take care of his players. Oh my God! With the whole Delonte West situation, what he did with JJ Barea. Did you know that JJ Barea is retiring this year? But Mark Cuban told him, gave him a contract to sign for, I think it was two point something million dollars for him to go off in the sunset. He know that he doesn't have to play, but he retired this year. And that's the that's the salary that he's getting for the for the rest of the year. Wow, he doesn't have to play, but that's that's what he's retired. That's and that's how he paid JJ Barea. He paid him out for the time that he's been on the Mavericks. 
Mark Cuban you gave him a whole two point one million dollars for free. You can't say you can't. I mean, it's going to be taxed off, obviously, but you can't say nothing about that, man. You can't. You can't like this. Shout out to him. Like, and 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 one of the things too, as a black community, that they need to get better. When you see a white man do some good shit, you need to point that out. (laughs) You need to be like, yo, there needs to be more white men like this guy. Mark Cuban. I'm talking good, not motherfuckers like Mike Ditka, fucking Brian Urlacher, who just don't seem to give a fuck about all this shit. (laughs) That's another discussion for another day. (laughs) It's my respect for Brian Urlacher. Me, ow! Yeah, don't talk to me about that. I know you heard that shit too, Joe. You're like, fuck this guy. This guy's ignorant. But um, anyway, don't talk to me about that. Yeah, but you were talking to me about the. <sighs> you said that he was crying. You said that uh um no he's he's just basically going through it. He signed a fat contract with the Texans, and you said his voice wasn't heard because he thought management would tell him, hey, we're going to bring this guy in. What do you think? He thought there would be more communication on the back end, you know, because he's the face of the franchise as far as QBs are concerned. And he wants to have his input on the pieces he wants around him. So go ahead, Joe, and let the people know about this because, you know, this is a big problem. What I'm seeing with some players signing fat contracts, but they don't realize that the person that they're signing the contract with is the devil in front of them. And then they realize – too late. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know about that last part because you said they signed a contract and know that's the devil. I mean, I know per se. I mean, but with that whole Texans organization and how they were ran and some of the stuff that was being said prior, even though the father had got fired from before. You got to understand, it's the same family that still owns it, which means whatever he was thinking, it's probably, if not the same as that, whatever the son or the mother or the father or whoever family or whatever, whatever siblings that were in that position, that, that's in that ownership position, it, they probably have the same thought process. So that's one. So Deshaun, by you signing that extension with the Houston Texans, and probably you were thinking of, I got my homie, uh, I got my homie, um, what's his name that played for Arizona wide receiver? Hopkins. I got my homie Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I got J.J. Watt. You know, I got a good defense. We're making the playoffs. That's like, you know, four years ago, three years ago, whatever the case may be at that time. So, you know, everything's looking bright. Everything's looking good. Everything's looking great. You're going 11-5, and 12-4, and four, whatever your record is at that time. You know, you're on the upcoming, you know, so that's what it is. How he looked it at. That's how he looked it at. So, you know, you start to think and you start to, you know, analyze a lot of things and they gave you a money to sign and Deshaun Watson, they they put a whole video of him and all, all that stuff. And, you know, he was crying. And the piece that was that was made was by a uh, was by a young woman that the Texans let go because they felt like she wasn't heading in the right direction for them. But she made that piece that everyone's seen and everyone loved the piece of Deshaun Watson getting millions and millions of dollars. She set that whole thing up with his family and the videos and him signing the contract and the parents and all that and all his family there in that video. And it was just very sentimental and very, 
emotional for him. He's just crying and appreciating the organization for that because, you know, they, they're showcasing the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you can't really like, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. That man loves that or he's gonna love and enjoy that that organization. But then you fall and then slowly letting go of a black lady here, Deshaun Hop Deshaun Hopkins there. And then I don't know if something was said pretty much I pretty I I'm one hundred and ten percent positive that something was said to Deshaun Watson by one of those owners for him to go willy nilly and crazy and say he wanted to trade. Some will say. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was said, but something was said. But now we're looking at him, looking at the situation. I think the best bet for Deshaun Watson is to go to Miami. Yeah, straight up. Best for it's mainly black. It's mainly black. It's players are going to want to play for you because you're making stand. You don't understand how hard that is to make a stance. When you make a stance, it's different, man. Different. So you can do it like that. So I think Sean Watson needs to get into that realm of, of, of getting into that position. I think it'll be best if he leaves that organization and let that organization suffer for what they are because they're not. That organization, it, I, I, one hundred and ten percent like their races, and they look, they look down upon African and minority players. I feel like we're just workers, and that is it, and that is not right. Wait, look at how they're treating JJ Watt. Yo, JJ Watt is. They, the thing is, here's how they get you, Joe, and it happens every time. They give you a lot of money, and when you sign that contract, you gave all the power to them. They'll be like, well, we gave you all this money. You see, that's their comeback. That's their rebuttal for everything. Shut up and just play. We got this over here. We gave you your money. What happens if you don't sign the contract? What happens if, you, if you're like LeBron James and say, no, 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 before I sign this, bring this guy here, bring that guy here, and then you have a deal? They need to learn from LeBron James. You have to be demanding as a player sometimes. You, you have to be demanding. You have to look like, hold on, this part of the puzzle ain't right. This part of the puzzle hasn't even been put together. They're not even, they haven't worked on this side of the, this part of the puzzle for four years now. Uh-uh, no, no, I ain't about to sign this first. I understand the money. I understand your struggle and you, you've always wanted this money, but you have to make sure that your house is blessed or peaceful, you know, before you, you sign that contract. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you can't fall for the trap. You, you just, you, you just can't fall for it. You got to be stronger because the NFL, they need to catch up. The NBA, these players are getting treated way better. You know, like the, the, the NFL, like these players need to just, they need to just show, hold on though, before I get this money. No, I want this. Think about how much money they make for these owners, Joe. All of this money. Fuck, we got to get to hey, Yeah, man. We can't just look. For, for all my viewers out there and, and everybody listening to Real Talk Reviews, every state, country, we appreciate all of you guys. 
But yo, what I'm, what I'm saying, man, for, for everybody, just because the money looks good doesn't mean that the situation is right. Just letting you know, evaluate, evaluate, evaluate. Look through that contract. Look through that environment. Look through the person who's giving you the contract. Look through their soul. Make sure it's right. You know what I mean? But um, but yeah, dog. Like this was definitely an impactful episode, Joe. I fucking loved it, man. Um, I hope everybody gets something out of it. And my black players in the NFL, you guys need to really be brothers, and you guys really need to have a meeting where it's all of you guys and you guys say, hey, we got to do something about this because these owners have been getting away with this for fucking forever. Forever, man. Shit needs to stop. Yo, man, and I'm calling all of the Hall of Famers, all the black Hall of Famers. Yeah. Have you guys even talked about this? Michael Irvy, Emmitt Smith, Jerome Bettis, Jim Brown, Ray Lewis, Derek Brooks. <laughs> Have you guys, <laughs> they just put you guys in the Hall of Fame and you guys think it's all that. And there ain't no opportunities being created for the brothers and sisters out there. But, man, but enough about that. Um, yo, Joe, it was amazing to hear you get really, you really went in on that topic. Definitely going to post clips about that. If you haven't been listening to Real Talk Reviews, where the hell have you been? You are missing out. This is amazing. This is great content. Listen to this. This will change your fucking life. You know what I mean? But um, everybody, I hope y'all have a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in for episode 45. And Joe, what should we name this episode, Joe? Because I like it when you give the episodes a name. What, what should this episode be? No idea. <laughs> I have no idea what's on. I'm gonna say, man, it's our time. It's our time. It's our time. It's our time, man. Everybody, it's 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 your time. That's it. It's it's our time. But um, but everyone, y'all all have a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in. Peace.